Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We come to eighth time. Let's get the work in, man. Let's go. Great day. Great day. Oh, give me some juice, Slayman! Oh, yeah! Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy Thursday to all of you. Nice to be with you. Appreciate you getting up with us. We are with you till 10 a.m. this morning. We got a ton to get to on the show today. I am Sean Pendergast. He is Seth Payne. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. I feel like there's there's so much going on for the last day in February. Yeah. I mean, uh, aside from spring training... And Udoka getting another technical or any like anybody. I'm sure Udoka, um, uh, any like their survivor with your potential future son-in-law was on there last <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah, that's a lot. There's so much news coming out from the NFL, not just from Nick Casario or D'Amico Ryan's, but all over the place. The intrigue over whether or not the Bears are going to trade the first overall pick is Caleb Williams going to force his way. Out of whomever has the number one overall pick, yeah, I'm just over. I'm overwhelmed, Sean. To answer your question shortly, uh, I'm overwhelmed. Okay, well, let's we're we're gonna make we're gonna make sense of all this. That's our goal over the next four hours. Do you think that, as far as the NFL news stuff goes, do you think we're more in tune with it, like the overall global news of the NFL at this combine? Because a, the Texans aren't really a big player in the draft this year, and b. They're an actual relevant football team where some of these quarterback storylines and whatnot, certainly the franchise tag and free agent storylines impact the Texans. Is that is it normally like this, Seth, or have we just been in like in a cocoon for the last three years because we've been focused on having the third pick in the draft or the second pick in the draft? No, I, I think we're more. I think we're looking outward at uh, potential threats. Okay, I think that's. Uh, I think because the Texans are on an upward trend. You, you start looking around and think, okay, what could weaken other teams? What could strengthen them? You, you, the NFLPA puts out their 
player satisfaction report too, oh, yeah. which all, that's like a natural. Okay, how do we measure up compared to other franchises? We'll get to that, yeah, yeah. I think it's a yeah. It's all it's all a part of actually giving a damn more. Yes. Than the last couple of years, okay. where it was almost like, well, you can't choose your family, yeah. you know. <laughs> Right. You right. know when you try to talk yourself into caring about certain family members? Dude. It just, yeah. <laughs> well, do. they're blood. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how it felt with the Texans from 2020 to 2022. And, and, and now it's like we found this whole cool branch of our family. We're like, oh, I didn't know I had a cousin named CJ. This yeah, guy's yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> cousin named that's Will. What, yeah. <laughs> or when you find out that you're... Oh, I don't want to... I don't want to be polarizing or anything. Um, yeah, when you find out a couple of your relatives that were supposedly like the most uh, uptight and sober of the bunch yeah. actually have a have a dark side to them. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Nick Casario met with the media yesterday, and um, I would say if I'm comparing Nick and D'Amico, D'Amico I think is a little more forthcoming. You know, probably the probably more nuggets in a D'Amico press conference than there are in a Nick Casario press conference. Now, that said, there were a few things, and we'll get to them as we roll on with the show here today. To me, this was the most significant thing that Nick Casario said in the press conference yesterday, Seth, because, A, it alludes to what their uh, approach might be to free agency this year with all that cap space. But more importantly, B, he's practically begging for a question about one of the most prominent Texans that's up for some sort of contract extension or adjustment. Here, take a listen. We have some flexibility relative to financial commitments that we might be able to make, but you don't necessarily have to use all your money up in one year. So we've tried to, and I've talked about this previously, really look at your team in sort of two-year increments. So whatever you don't do this year, that money's going to be used in future years. Um I'm sure I'll get a question here very soon about Nico Collins. That's coming. So that could be a player that maybe he's a part of the future. So you're dealing with the present. You're focused on the short term. But part of our responsibility is to kind of think ahead a little bit. So And just try to make good, sound decisions for the team and the organization. Okay, so the two things there. One, quote, we don't have to use our money up in one year. We look at it right. in two-year increments. I think, some, yeah. I think there actually is a, a, a portion of the audience out there that doesn't realize, I mean, there's definitely a portion of the audience that doesn't realize you can carry cap space over into the next year. So it's not yeah. use it or lose it. Like they've yeah. got 60, 70 million in cap space. If we get to week one and they've still got 10 million in cap space, that they can use it during the year or they can carry it over to next year. And then the obvious one was I'm sure I'm going to get a question about Nico Collins. That's coming. Um, I mean, that's for Nick Casario to proactively bring the name of a player up who's who is in the. It, who who is on the radar for a big contract extension? Uh, to me, is not insignificant. Yeah, it, it, it's it, we're reading into body language here, and he gave an answer uh, similar to D'Amico's when it came to Devin Singletary, mm-hmm. where it's nothing but brimming with positivity and mm-hmm. almost gushing over the guy. It feels like that's a good sign that something's going to happen. With those players, and I know, look, Devin Singletary is not the linchpin for this franchise or anything, but with the fact that he brought up Nico Collins on his own, yeah, yeah it makes you really feel like okay, they're they're either laying the groundwork, you know, to maybe be sure Nico feels good about everything, or maybe there's something already in the works that they feel pretty good about. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I guess the downside of that is to anybody that wants to be super aggressive this year because of the cap space they have, like they are. 
like that two year increment is a whole, is a whole lot of yeah. We got to be sure that we can't spend so much right now that it makes it uncomfortable to extend some of these guys next year. Um, the other part too, I like some of the I, the more he brings up the two year window, yeah. which he did a couple times yesterday, and he he shot down the concept of windows. I think sometimes people get a little bit overboard with the whole, hey, we've got a rookie quarterback. You got to spend it now. Like, that's, that's two years, really. Because you're, like, you're not, your first year, the rookie quarterback is establishing himself. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, you're like, hey, we got a rookie quarterback on his, on his rookie contract. Yeah, for two years, and then you got to pay him, like, yeah. if he's the actual guy. So it's not, it's not this huge mega window that you can really spend extravagantly as much as as it feels like sometimes yeah yeah it's it it it, um the my takeaway from that is the two things he said there is that that you like that quote if we take it at face value that nick proactive bringing up you don't have to use all your money in one year they look at it in two-year windows um you know that that's that's not a great quote for anybody who wanted them to get super aggressive this year in free agency Right, yeah. if he's if he's if he's just reminding you, then maybe they are going to get super aggressive. And this is a game of poker too. Like they, they're, you know, it's lying season, and Nick Casario is perfectly capable of playing this poker game that all thirty-two teams are playing right now. The Nico thing, boy, I was, I, I will say this: I was disappointed there was not a follow-up Nico question. I mean, he he literally said, "I'm sure I'm going to get a question about Nico Collins." Yeah, and then there wasn't a question about Nico Collins after that. I'm like, somebody ask him about Nico Collins. He's basically saying, I don't know, Seth. What do you read into that? I'm reading they're working on a contract extension with Nico Collins. I mean, yeah, that's what I, that's what I said. Yeah. Um, I think like if we get Nick on, then we got to be sure that we ask him yeah. to um, to go ahead and ask about <laughs> to ask about Nico, Nico Collins. Nico Collins. I, I, I think I think if you add both, this is I'll, I'll I'll make it player specific too. If you add up the the at least intimation that they might not spend all their cap money this year, and the the proactive mention of Nico Collins, bad day for the Mike Evans crowd, <laughs> I would say. Well, uh, yeah, and, and and another couple times he talked in there about uh, having to build a complete team, yeah, and uh, it and 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 a deep team, yeah. And I think there too, when you go and you look at the entire roster, you look at where there are holes right now in that like not just weaknesses but where they don't have an actual starter on the roster. I think that they're going to focus on filling in those holes as much as you can. The the the, the goal for most teams is hey, can we go into the draft without really feeling like we have to draft a certain player? And and to do that, you got to fill in some gaps in free agency. That way that gives you that freedom uh, from from the psychological stress of like oh crap yeah. we oh you know what we went all the way through the off season and we still absolutely a hundred percent need a defensive tackle and I think the other part too though is that that Nick talked about how you you don't really know what's going to happen with the free agency market it's it's all a matter of all right what are the prices what's available you know you can't go in thinking we're going to do this we're going to do that you can have your your shopping list of items that you need, but then you got to kind of figure out what the prices are and everything. So, oh yeah, with all of that, with him, <laughs> with him talking about, you know, being sure, you, you know, knowing that you can roll some of the money over, I'll be really surprised if they go after Mike Evans or any other premier wide receiver, just because they already have two starters there where there are many, many other spots where there are no starters at all. I feel stronger too, after listening to Nick yesterday and certainly after listening to D'Amico on Tuesday that there may be more of the guys 
that were on this team last year that are free agents coming back to the Texans than we may have anticipated going into the offseason. Yeah. D'Amico had a long answer about this. And I, I mean, we've got it slotted for somewhere later in the show, but we played it yesterday where he, he went on and on about how, like, knowing guys, you know, they're in the building, you already know them, that that's that learning, that learning curve of getting to know whether or not a guy is your type of guy, it seems like Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryans do place a value on that. Yeah, I think um, if, if you think about the starters who are free agents right now, like if like take Steven Nelson for instance. Okay. Say the Texans aren't going after a our marquee defensive uh, defensive back. You know, if they're not going after Jadarius Sneed or somebody like that, there are a lot of Steven Nelsons out there. And even with Steven Nelson's social media miscue with Nick Casario, he might be a guy where they still feel like, yeah, we know what we're going to get out of him. He knows this system. We were happy with his play last year. It's a lot easier, even with a little bit of a premium perhaps, to pay him as opposed to another Steven Nelson type that's out there available for a two-year contract. Because those guys are dicey. Like the, For every Steven Nelson the Texans have signed, like that caliber of free agent, there's probably seven or eight others who haven't worked out. Yeah, And I think that's where maybe Steven Nelson comes back. And it's, he's also the guy, though, and, and Nick alluded to this yesterday, about some of the free agents, you know, maybe it's best to just let them go out and see what the market is. I, I, I think Steven Nelson might be that guy. I just hopefully he doesn't get so peeved by the Texans' lack of an offer that if they haven't given him an offer that, yeah. that he doesn't want to come back. All right, a ton to get to on the show today. We appreciate you tuning in on a, uh, on a Thursday here on Sports Radio 610. Seth alluded to it. The NFLPA annual survey is out on the various facets of an NFL organization. The All the players... They, they fill out this survey, and it spits out grades. Where did the Texans rank as a franchise? And for the first time ever, head coach and owners are graded by their employees, by their players. How did the Texans coach and ownership fare in that? We will get to that coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, so the uh, annual NFL Players Association survey came out yesterday. They survey all the players and on, on various, various facets of the organization, behind the scenes, weight room, cafeteria, strength staff, how they treat families, travel situations. For the first time ever, the players are grading their head coach and ownership. So we'll get to the Texans grades here in just a second. But if you're wondering the significance of this, this is a tweet from J.J. Watt yesterday. In meetings when they hand out voting sheets for the Pro Bowl, the Top 100, etc., we've seen many toss it in the trash, put down only friends' names, make a rookie fill it out, etc. The two I've taken the most seriously, team captains, obviously, and the NFLPA ownership facility report card. So this is one... Seth, they didn't do this when you were a player. This is a fairly recent development, this survey, right? Yeah, yeah. And so for J.J. to have done it, I'm guessing they, the, the 2023 survey, when it came out, and they must have done the survey at the end of 2022. Yeah. So J.J. would have filled it out, and uh, then they just wait until draft weekend to release it. To drop it. Well, and I think... I, well, two weeks before free agency. That, yeah, that's exactly what uh. I was going to say. Like, the timing, I think, is significant here. And I think, and I think where the Texans fall on this... Is significant. I, I'd rather my team be in the top. Uh, you know where they are, Seth? They're in the upper quartile is where they are. They're seventh. The Texans are. In the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. They're actually in the mm. bottom quartile of the upper quartile. Nevertheless, you just want to be in the upper quartile. The Texans finished seventh out of the 32 teams when you add up everything in this whole thing. The uh, the most relevant one when it comes to free agency and whether some players, even subconsciously, might look at this and have a certain feeling about the Texans yeah, or not, yeah, yeah. or maybe it changes their feeling, I think it would be on ownership. Because for multiple years, it was very easy for NFL media members to kind of uh, turn their look down their noses at the Texans and act like they were gallant and morally upright because, oh, those evil Texans owners. Oh, look at what they're doing. And now I, I think the fact that the Texans ownership graded a B plus, which was among the top, where did that rank? It was, that was uh, it, it was, it was in the upper half. It says yeah, sixteen here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what I found interesting? Um, the coaches and the ownership. Like D'Amico got an A minus. Yeah, that was fourteenth. Yeah. So I, just to give you a hint at how many I think people filling this out. We're probably pretty honest about a lot of things, but when it comes down to like grading the head honcho, I think there was probably a sizable portion that were like, "Well, I don't, I don't trust that this is completely anonymous. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and <laughs> give the for an A minus to be 14th. Yeah, and he's oh, tied. Yeah. Like, D'Amico's tied with a bunch of people. Right. I think that uh, just like the baseball steroid report. Nobody should ever trust that your anonymous report is going to stay anonymous. Yeah. And I think that's where they had a lot of coaches ended up getting A's that otherwise wouldn't. Josh McDaniels did not. He did not. He, he, he was the worst. Yeah, he, uh, he he was the, the worst rated coach in the league. He was yeah. the he was the worst. Um yeah, so D'Amico got an A minus. Eighty nine percent of the players feel head coach D'Amico Ryan's is efficient with their time. The players feel that D'Amico Ryan's is somewhat willing sure. to listen to the locker room. 
That's interesting because he's 17th in his willingness to listen to the locker room. The guy, like the guys who matter, will gush about how D'Amico actually like seeks out their input and listens to them. I think that as long as you're a team that's got high turnover, it's going to be really hard to get an A plus as a coach. So like <laughs> yeah, the Texans had a lot of turnover this year. You got a lot of guys coming and going. You got a lot of guys that are either getting demoted or aren't getting what they thought they were going to get in free agency and all of that. So uh, it's and and by the way, I don't I don't quite trust their math on this because I went down and looked and there were a bunch like A minus should have them tied for seventh or eighth or something. I don't know if they just. I don't know why they. Well, they anyway. yeah, there may be a numerical grade that goes with it that they're not revealing. You know what I mean? Oh, good just, call. Good call. You know yeah. that uh, that they're not they're not putting out. They're just saying, hey, these guys are all in the A minus group. Um, it's what's funny on this thing. There's a few things that are interesting in here. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs were rated the worst owners in the league. Clark Hunt yeah. rated the worst owner in the league, and I my guess is if this survey is a topic in Kansas City. They're like, okay, I don't really care what I don't care that the players hate the owner. We're winning Super Bowls every year. I think he's an amazing owner. <laughs> you know? I think part of, part of it with Kansas City was the facilities, yeah. which I think people tie back to the owners. And because the hunts are the hunts still live in Dallas for the most part, right? Do they? Um, I have no idea. Yeah, they're not they're not in can like they're not around a whole lot. Okay. Which Maybe that matters. Let's see. Club owner Clark Hunt receives a rating of 4.9 from Chiefs players when considering his willingness to invest in the facilities. 32nd overall. Yeah. The um, I think a lot of this is – you know what this is too. I, don't, I haven't been in the Kansas City Chiefs locker room. Like I can't remember – I don't remember their visitors locker room ever being an issue. Um, but at their team facilities, I don't think uh, – I, I bet there's a certain – sense of earned entitlement yeah. from a lot of Chiefs players where they feel like, all right, look, come on. How many Super Bowls do we need to win before we start to have a nice locker room? Is this Are you keeping us hungry, Hunt family? Is this what your deal is? Apparently yeah. one of the – I think I heard this on In the Loop yesterday. I heard it on the station. I can't remember if it was In the Loop or on the drive. They were talking about this survey. And apparently one of the excuses that the Kansas City owners were making about not being able to – to redo the locker room is they go too deep into the postseason every year to be able to do it. Like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> which I don't With think that, like, that extra three weeks yeah, of playing like, time. Would, yeah, that extra three weeks somehow keeps us from doing the renovation we really want. I, yeah, that sounds suspect. Yeah, it, I, you know what? I, it almost kind of invalidates whether you should care about this damn survey or not because the Chiefs. The Chiefs' woeful organization that it is, yeah. with but three Super Bowl victories in the past several years, has an F for their nutritionist dietitian. Yeah, they got a C minus for their food and cafeteria treatment of families. D plus. <laughs> what a crappy organization! Yeah. They're not going to make it in this league. Oh no! <laughs> Looks like Brittany Mahomes gets treated pretty good. She gets to sit with Taylor Swift at all the games. She, they they gave, they they got an A. The Mahomes gave them an A. They need Taylor Swift to weigh in on this. Yes, they need yeah. Taylor Swift to speak up for the the families of Kansas City <laughs> and get the and get that damn locker room renovated. <laughs> Things that really matter. Um, the big thing, the Kansas City. Got a D plus on treatment of family, and a lot of teams got marked down for this because they have to. Some of the other teams make you pay for childcare the day yeah. of the game, which is funny to me because that was I don't think that was ever a thing when I played. So now I'm going to turn into grumpy old man and be like, "Listen, you guys should be happy that you can. Oh, you got to pay seventy five dollars to have somebody watch your child the for game. an entire workday. Yeah, my God, that's awesome. Yeah. I would have paid four hundred dollars for that." 
Your wife doesn't have to like find somebody to stay the entire day at home. No. You just bring the kids, drop them off. If there's an issue, you can go pick them up. Oh, yeah, charges. This is that. that that's uh, I, I reject. I reject the family portion of this survey. Yep. The Chargers, the Buccaneers, they charge for it. Um, Some of the teams that were way down the list, these are some of the little factoids about teams way down the list. Apparently, Washington has new ownership, but new ownership has not fixed some of the some of the remnants that were left behind by Daniel Snyder, including the sewage leaks in the locker room at the yeah. stadium. <laughs> well, you know, the, the playoffs. They got a... <laughs> right? Right, yeah. Washington. If they had long playoff runs, Commanders. I can't check my history. Here. I'll have yeah. to go look, but I'm sure that's the problem. Um, the showers don't work in Cincinnati, and they only have five toilets for the whole team in the locker room. What's the appropriate ratio five of toilets. toilet to player in an I NFL gotta, locker room? I, you know what? I'm going to claim that they're being a little spoiled here, or they're... Getting maybe a little too much Five fiber is good in their enough? diets. Yeah. Or okay. maybe they got some they might have some guys with undiagnosed celiac disease or something okay. because yeah, five's a five's plenty. Yeah. Oh, what are you guys eating that you're pooping that much? My um, God. Five, hey, listen, listen, Sean. Yeah. More another grumpy old man. Let me tell you something that my college coach did, and I still don't understand why. You know what? I'm gonna DM him after the show today. Okay. Um I don't give him my phone number. He's got my he's not we follow each other in X. Uh, we didn't have doors on our toilet stalls. <laughs> At Cornell. No. It's a, it was did the you, weirdest thing when you're a freshman, you walk in and you're like, where does, so where do I poop in private? Like, oh no, we're a big old team here. So you're just facing everybody. I, it's probably based in some military. I would have gone four years without pooping at the facility. I'm not going to lie. You get over it. You get over it. Like at some do point. You? Well, during training camp, that's when, you know, during two yeah, days, I guess. you're up at the facility all yeah. day long. And it's a big, it's a big step in a young man's life because no, right. you try to avoid it. Yeah. You try to avoid it. Maybe you go to the fitness center, you know, 300 yards down the street. I totally if you can. would. Yeah. But at some point, you're just like, all right, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to uh, – boy, that's sounds terrible. Um, I am – I'm going to tell Get you the, to it. the one thing The one thing in here that apparently several teams do that I'm a little incredulous about and it would definitely be a factor in my free agency journey, having to have roommates on the road – yeah, uh, for road games, I I cannot believe there are NFL teams that don't spend the money for each player to have their own room just for guys getting good sleep, if nothing else. Yeah, especially yeah, if you get paired up with somebody who snores or something, right? Then you're you're taking one guy might have sleep apnea, so his his performance is already impaired. Yes, and then you get another guy that can't sleep the entire night. I was floored by this that there's NFL teams that still do this that give guys yeah. roommates on the road. That, that that's that, something that's, that's evolved over time too. That it used to be pretty common for at least non-vested veterans to have a roommate, and then over time you could. You could pay for it now, and it used to be common for everybody to have to have a roommate. Yeah. I don't, Sean. I'm I'm a little torn on this because, as we know, Gen Z, in some res- in some respects, doesn't quite have the social skills because they've got so, they spend so much time on their phone with their heads down, I, like getting to know people and everything. I feel like for team building, it might actually be a good thing to kind of force a couple guys to at least. Sc- scroll their phones with somebody else in the room. <laughs> right. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. they don't give up their phones. <laughs> um, good question on the text page. Is there a limit on the number of kids at the daycare? Yeah, that's probably why the Chargers are one of the teams that charges for daycare because of Phillip Rivers. Can you imagine, like, on game oh. day, in walks the Rivers family, <laughs> Phillip Rivers with his 26 kids. Like, oh, God. Yeah, the Chargers actually charged yeah. 75 bucks for the first kid and 50 bucks for each additional kid. They were so Dude. mad when Philip Rivers retired. Like, they started losing money after Philip Rivers retired because the daycare wasn't making a profit anymore. No, you know what happens, Sean? You know what happens? 
it's a it's somebody abuses it and there's always like there's going to be somebody that's like oh I've got family visiting so all my little nieces and nephews and everybody I you're not you're not out of whack on that because this is what happened in, in Houston we used to have a damn good thing going when the franchise was first here there's a it's a big Italian restaurant in town that was super excited to have a football team back and they like it wasn't announced or anything, but it was basically just, I I was one of the first people to eat there when the team first came back. And they basically said like, listen, you guys want to come, you're going to get your meals comped, you know, no big deal. Like, but you know, what started happening. Guys bringing in guys, bringing in their fan, like huge families, like people visiting every time. And then getting indignant if the entire thing wasn't comped. So they had to stop it across the board. Except for me, but uh, for everybody else, it was a uh, it was a rough deal. I, I, okay, so I, I'm intrigued by this. Did you yeah. handle it? Did they did they allow you to keep doing it? Because you obviously you didn't abuse it. Um, but secondly, were you empathetic to the restaurant as well, well like openly empathetic to them? Like I did. Yeah. I did you I acknowledge? Did you acknowledge I, just how poorly your teammates were handling etiquette? Yes. Good. Yes. Good I job, was, Seth. Well, the other thing too is that you know you gotta. This is something. You got to tell younger guys, and sometimes they listen, and sometimes they don't. Like, if you get your meal comped, you still got to tip the server. Yes. So, yes. And, you know, especially if you get your meal comped, be sure you're extra generous with the, with the server. tip. Yeah. And that was not my advice about that was not being went right over either. their heads. Huh? We had a good thing going, Sean. We could have been champions. Yeah. We could have gone all the way. <laughs> we could have won three Super we Bowls. We could no longer that kind of carbo load. That kind restaurant. of carb loading? Are you are you kidding me? We would have been unstoppable, man. The old saying, you can shear a sheep many times, but you can skin them only once. You That's know? what I told the kids. Yeah, yeah. It was in the movie Rounders. <laughs> That's what they say. What is man. it? You can shear a sheep many times. You can shear times. a sheep many times, but you can skin it only once. <laughs> yep. It's a good saying, kids. I mean, if you get super depraved, you could figure out a way to skin it again. Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll just go you get know, more sheep. Make a skin suit and put it back on I the mean, corpse and everything. it's sheep. And- There's like thousands of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, That's true. If you're going to skin a sheep... Don't go through the don't go through the labor of reskinning it when you can just skin another sheep. Right, there's uh, there's a hundred more right over there. Um, Sean, it's called earbuds and the sound of thunder and lightning. Uh, talking about having a roommate, I think. Uh, this road. is a person who doesn't understand how loud some people can snore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm. Yeah, like, like there's not it's not necessarily healthy to have to crank it up to ten on your iPhone. To, to to go to sleep at night so you can avoid the snoring of the person next Turn to you. Turn that up, Ben. Yeah. Yeah, they, it, it, like the AirPods. Like that's, yeah. Plus, there's also that, like, even if you've got your thunder and lightning, and it, listen, Texter, not everybody likes that either. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't like... Sleeping you know? <laughs> with thunder and lightning, like, that wakes yeah. people up in the middle of the night. <laughs> you know, you put your AirPods in, and then you, and you sleep with the shrieks of children in your ears. <laughs> you know? I've got three soundtracks I sleep to. The Shrieks of Children, um, Cows in Labor. And a and, jackhammer. <laughs> and jackhammer, yeah, yeah. yeah. What the hell, Sean? You just put in the Thunder AirPods. and lightning. You put in the well, AirPods. That's supposed to be a good sound. Put in the AirPods and set it to construction site. What, what the hell? <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> put, the, put, your, put your AirPods in. <laughs> And play that that mother-in-law bitching at you on a loop. Yeah. Why don't you just do that? Boy, the dreams would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bain and Pendergast with you on a uh, 
on a Thursday. Appreciate you tuning in. So good job, Texans. Upper quartile yeah. of the uh, NFLPA survey. Good headed into go. free agency. To get back to your original point, yeah. I do think whether conscious or unconscious, that, that affects people with their perception of a franchise. The Bengals, who did not fare well in this report, yeah. are a team that has notoriously been shied away from. Uh, you know, they, look, it doesn't mean they don't have success in free agency. That's kind of how they started their turnaround yep. a few years back. But it's an extra obstacle. The guys look at it and like, meh. Bengals. And Pendergast. All right, let's get to headlines. The uh, Nick Casario at the combine. Hey, Texans found a D-line coach. Yep. Yeah. And uh, some franchise tags maybe getting doled out, including one in the division. We will Ooh. tell you who that is. That's all coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. Right, let's get to the uh, headlines here. Combine ongoing. We've heard from D'Amico Ryans. We've now heard from Nick Casario yesterday as well. We'll have more Nick a little later on in the show. But I, I thought this was, this was, to me, the most significant piece of audio yesterday because it gave a window into what he and D'Amico may be thinking heading into free agency with all that cap space. And two... He mentions a very prominent current Houston Texan and where they might be contract-wise with him. We have some flexibility relative to financial commitments that we might be able to make, but you don't necessarily have to use all your money up in one year. So we've tried to, and I've talked about this previously, really look at your team in sort of two-year increments. So whatever you don't do this year, that money's going to be used in future years. Um I'm sure I'll get a question here very soon about Nico Collins. That's coming. So that could be a player that maybe he's a part of the future. So you're dealing with the present. You're focused on the short term. But part of our responsibility is to kind of think ahead a little bit. So And just try to make good, sound decisions for the team and the organization. I was glad to hear him mention Nico by name. And the fact that he's yeah. – I mean, we can, I don't think we can overstate. Like, him mentioning a player – that was not a question about Nico Collins. It was a, It was actually a question about the franchise tag. It, like we, right. we, the, the, first 40, the first 40 seconds, 
we chopped off because the last 40 seconds was what mattered. But that was a question about the franchise tag, and he gets all the way back around to Nico Collins at some point here. And in, in, in answering the question about the franchise tag, I, I think somebody might have asked it. You can't hear these damn questions in relation yeah. to the running backs. I'd be floored if they spent the franchise tag on Devin Singletary. Yeah. But when it comes to the franchise tag and – Probably Dalton Schultz would be the guy you might apply it to. Maybe John Grenard. Um, is that he was saying, you look, once you set that price, uh, like that almost, like that's your starting point. It's the floor, it, yeah. He didn't say it directly, but I took it as, yeah, that it's the floor. And so if you're, it's not as easy as like, ah, oh, we'll just give him the franchise tag and then we'll negotiate something. If that franchise tag is a higher average value than you want per year, then it's then it's hard to do that. So that might be one of the obstacles right now with Dalton Schultz or John Grenard. It's, yeah, I yeah. would say it's probably for sure with Grenard. That yeah, tag's Grenard, like twenty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in there, they don't want to give him a four right. year, a hundred million dollar contract. So um, I think that the fact that he brought up Nico. I, I would be surprised if they've got a deal pretty much in place already, but maybe that's just a little volley towards telling Nico, like, yeah, listen, we're thinking about you, that we respect you, we we can maybe start getting this done, um, you know, and reassuring him perhaps. That's how I, I'm not opposed to them doing it right now. It's just usually these deals happen later in the year. That's how I, that's how I heard it, Seth, because it was yeah. he mentioned Nico on the heels of talking about the two-year window that they look at with all this stuff and yeah. that was to me like hey that to me if i'm in, if i'm nico collins and i'm trying to interpret that rationally like i'm not trying to look at it through rose-colored glasses is okay if i have another big year then they're going to come at me with a big offer next year you know yeah. i i don't I'd, I'd be mildly surprised if they extended nico collins with a big deal this this offseason well he's on un, he's unrestricted next year is he not he after next year yeah yeah he is after 2024. After 2024, yep. Right, yeah. So that's, no, I, I, I mean, if they, if he makes it through the season, he's going to hit free agency, most likely. So I think that they probably, I, I thought that that might be Nick kind of laying the groundwork oh, just, for doing a deal this year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and maybe so. And if they did, that'd be great. I would love to have Nico yeah. Collins on this team. Other Texans news. Um, they promoted Rod Wright, finally, uh, the assistant D line, for now former assistant D line coach. He is the D line coach now. Uh, Texas Longhorn, a lot of good buzz about him in the building. Will Anderson proactively mentioned him in one of the interviews he did on Radio Row that I heard when he was talking about the you know the the village that raised Will Anderson inside the building this year. He was very complimentary yeah. of of Rod Wright. So the D line coach is filled. Yeah, and uh, I, you know who knows they might have agreed to this already and just been hammering out details on a contract or anything. My yep. first thought was like, wow, was there somebody else out there that they were really trying to get? But I the we had heard immediately after Jacques Cesaire left that Rod Wright was the favorite. So it, it was probably just either administrative stuff or they just waited to announce it. Um, but, yeah, that's good. I, I think I think Rod Wright has been a big part of Will Anderson and uh, John Grenard's development as well as a lot of those other young guys, and it's been good. So I, I, I it's probably one of those things. A lot of the position coaches, it's kind of like a hitting coach in baseball. It's not a big deal unless it is, uh, that there's, there's not that many that are actually genuinely really good. And there's not that many that are actually genuinely awful, but you, you want to, you want to try to find and isolate those guys that are genuinely that good and can affect the player. Yeah. They, they seem to really like Rod Wright. So congratulations to him. We mentioned the NFL PA player survey. Texans finished seventh among the 32 teams across various facets of the organization, including an A minus for their head coach, D'Amico Ryans and a B plus 
for ownership in McNair's. Let's get into some of these um, franchise tag or some of the news surrounding some players in the NFL. Um, apparently, Seth, that the uh, if the Indianapolis Colts can't reach an agreement with Michael Pittman, wide receiver, yeah, uh, Chris Ballard, their GM, has said that there's a good chance they would use the franchise tag on Michael Pittman, to which I say, good. Franchise tag for a wide receiver is a pretty hefty nut. And I think Michael Pittman is a good wide receiver, but not a game-breaking wide receiver. Well, and it's, Pittman, Pittman's had some curious lapses uh, at times in just how hard he gets after it. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. That's yeah. good, good. Go for it. Go yeah. for it, Colts. Um, the Chiefs have given reportedly LeJarius Sneed cornerback permission to seek a trade. They're using the franchise tag on him. So... Um, the fact that he's the fact that he's being given permission to seek a trade would seem to indicate to me he's not all that enthused about having a franchise tag applied to him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is there now? Uh, where are you feeling on Chris Jones on this? Is this like the fact that they're using the franchise tag on the Jerry? Tells team? me they're probably getting close on a deal with. I don't see Chris Jones going anywhere. Yeah, I think they would have franchise tagged Chris Jones first if they didn't feel like they had a good shot at getting a deal. I agree on him because they they had already. They had spent like a four the four million dollars in in option bonuses just to keep the ability to franchise tag him. So I, I, when they did that, I'm guessing they felt pretty good on it. They, or, they weren't just going out on a limb. Or they know what Chris Jones's price tag is, and they feel confident that if he hits the market, no one's going to give that to him. But that's a yeah. that's a game of guts poker right there. If you want Chris Jones on your team, and I think the Chiefs want Chris Jones on their team, the Jets have given Zach Wilson permission to seek a trade, Seth. Do you think there are any teams out there that are going to duke the Jets something for... Yeah, Zach, like, Carolina Panthers. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> what did the Panthers pay for Sam Darnold? Uh, was, uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Like, pretty decent draft capital, actually. Like a second yeah, and a yeah, fourth so. or something like that. Obviously, it's not going to be the Carolina Panthers. But never say never. There, there are people that are willing to pay for a guy that, A, has a high upside, theoretically, and B... If uh, those, those, if you get a really cocky coach who thinks, yeah, I can do for Zach Wilson what the New York Jets couldn't. Well, if you're looking at teams with older quarterbacks, right? Because Zach Wilson yeah. is in, he's going into year three. So he's still, I mean, it feels like, no, he's going into year four. Sorry, year four. Um, and I'm guessing there's no fifth year option getting exercised for him in the next few weeks. So this will be the last year of his deal. If you... I could see like a like the Rams, like Sean McVay trading. Like I'm, I'm not saying like trade a first round pick. Like I could right, see him right. trading like a fourth, or like a fifth, or something like that for Zach Wilson, and maybe uh, yeah. he's the coach that can rehab him. And when Matt Stafford's gone, Zach Wilson time. You know? Yeah. No, I, I think there's yeah, there's definitely potential for like a sixth or seventh round pick just yeah. because we're yeah, the, the get him in the building. I mean the the Forty ers have been intrigued with Sam Darnold. Just because he does have a high upside, all that all that highlight real stuff is real, and then it's just a matter of figuring out. Okay, maybe this guy needs to learn in a different way than other guys, or maybe he just needs to be in the right system. And yeah, it's possible. I get, but not like Panthers for Dan Sam Darnold type of. No, 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 no. I know you were joking about that, but yeah, 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 nobody's given up a a, a, even like a day two pick for for uh, for Zach Wilson. Yet, and yet the Panthers did give up those picks for Sam Darnold. Yes, you they know? did. Yeah. I, I, so I, I, I'll be surprised, and it'll be stupid if somebody does give up that kind of. But I'm not. I wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't rule it out 100. percent I wouldn't either. Zach Wilson has been a bigger disaster. Like Darnold, 
Well, I guess Zach Wilson's shown some th- like flashes at times. I mean, hell, he th- Zach Wilson dealed versus the Texans. He did I know he was, I was unstoppable? Say, yeah, he was yeah. dropping dimes. I got to say, honestly, after that game, I thought D'Amico was a little bit too dismissive of Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. I thought some of the he threw some dimes. He threw like to covered guys. Yep, you know, yep, yep, running away from his arm. But think about that though, Seth. If he gets traded, think about that draft class in 2021. Five quarterbacks taken in the top 15. This is the cautionary tale. For everybody who's like, Drake May, Jane Daniels, ooh, J.J. McCarthy, yeah. Um, the five quarterbacks taken in the top 15, there's a good chance that by the end of their third year, four yeah. of them are on different teams. Because Trevor Lawrence, who, by the way, like he, he's on his same team, but he's, you know, the, the, Tre- Trevor Lawrence is not a slam dunk contract extension here. But the other four, Zach Wilson, probably going to be traded. Trey Lance has been let go, traded, whatever, to the Cowboys, I forget. Justin Fields is about to get traded in the yeah. next week or so. And Mac Jones, reportedly, is on the trading block. Like that- Of those four, which do you feel has the most uh, chance of a either – I wouldn't call it a resurrection because some of them were never actually standing to begin with. I'd trade for uh, Fields. Yeah. He'd, yeah. Be the, he'd be the, the slam dunk. Fields by – yeah, Fields by far. If I had to handicap who's got a shot at actually making it in the league. Yeah. And ironically, of all those guys – other than Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones is the only one to make the postseason. <laughs> you know, his rookie year. That's um, where, hey, you know, the weirdest thing is that Josh McDaniels did a really good job with Mac Jones. <laughs> like, he he really brought him along slowly. They just added on to the offense as it went along. Josh McDaniels needs to be an offensive coordinator and nothing more. Yes. That's the, I mean, I'll, ideally, he will become like the Steve Spagnolo somewhere where, okay, this guy's just a coordinator. He's awesome at it. And now you just, just settle in there and please don't screw anything up. Yep. Um, a couple things here. Be listening in the next hour. You're going to get your shot at some Laney Wilson tickets for the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, March 9th. That is a Saturday. Uh, so, fun way to spend a Saturday at the rodeo. Your chance to win coming up in the next hour. Uh, sometime between 7.20 and 7.40, I'd say, would be a good time to be listening there. Um, so, be listening in the 7 o'clock hour. Up next, okay, the mock drafts are starting to roll in. And I'm going to set a policy down, at least for me, Seth. I don't want to speak for you. But if there are mock drafters out that are mocking this position of the Houston Texans, you are canceled for this draft season by me. Mm. And one of the most prominent mock drafters, the godfather of the mock draft, did just this yesterday. And he will get canceled next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 